Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. What's going on, Dahlia? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Merry Christmas to everybody. It's uh, our pre-Christmas episode coming up. How's it going, George? Oh, it's going well. How about for you? Good, man. Thank you guys for joining us. Charles, what's up? Collusion! <laughs> Carmen, how's hey. it going? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks uh, for listening. And we got another uh, prize. Uh, we, we have three giveaways this holiday season. Led Zeppelin's yes. How the West Was Won Remastered 3 CD set. David Bowie's Let's Dance 2018 Remastered CD. Or Pink Floyd, the Early Years Blu-ray DVD CD oh, combo. You guys can win it. All you got to do is text the word GARAGE to 68683 for this week's giveaway. Good luck. This week we'll uh, gonna be doing our favorite tracks of 2018 on the Garage tomorrow night from 6 to 7 p.m. 105.7 FM, 1660 AM. You can stream it anywhere, anytime. 1057thebear.com. And then next week is gonna be artists that we've lost in 2018. A pretty bittersweet episode, but I always. Oh, I need to get my stuff together for that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Start thinking about them now. Um, get your clean your your clean at your Kleenex close by. You know, for the tears right. and. It'll be a bittersweet one, though. It's always like cool to at least you know appreciate their musical legacy that these uh, artists that have passed this year leave behind. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want the last one, Pink Floyd, the early years Blu-ray. Oh my, that's yeah, awesome! I know. Can That'd we? So cool. Are we not allowed to, <laughs> to text this we, number? I have it here. We can watch it. <laughs> I can show it to you. Guys. I'll take the David Bowie one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Let's dance. All right. Put on your witch. <laughs> When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his Balljack. Woo! Balljack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. So, kicking off the rock news headlines this week, uh, the Reconters releasing a first their first new songs in a decade, and they have released two new singles called "Sunday Driver" and "Now That You're Gone." We're going to actually be playing "Now That You're Gone" on the Garage tomorrow night, so make sure you guys tune in, and check that out. Um, it's their first new music in ten years. Uh, George, are you a fan of the Reconters and that cool whole side project Jack did back then? Uh, so many bands, so little time. I haven't explored that <laughs> far into Jack White's very, very. Uh, broad, yeah. Uh, number of bands that he. Anybody else has. here fan of them? No, I thought it was Tours and like like Racketeers, and I thought there was like a lawsuit like more than ten years ago when they first. Oh, they I'm might... not aware of that. Uh, I don't um, know. Could be wrong. 
Don't quote me on that. What is well, a raconteur? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I think it has to do with raccoons. Oh, like a, a um, connoisseur like of raccoons? Like a raccoon connoisseur, kind of, <laughs> like a sommelier. A swanky raccoon, if you will. But also like an entrepreneur, too. <laughs> for good measure. <laughs> so that's coming out in 2019, and tune in for those tracks. It's, uh, we're going to be playing one of them tomorrow night. Uh, Strokes planning a global comeback in 2019. Oh, yeah. All right. So they've announced two dates. One's going to be at the BBK Live Festival in Bilbao, Spain, uh, alongside the likes of Tom York, Weezer, Vince Staples, and others. Uh, That's going to be in the middle of July, and it's going to be the Strokes' first performance since their 2017 tour. So it's been about two or three years. Marks the beginning of what is being called their global comeback, which will include future international dates. I'm excited about that. I love the strokes. And the the, the uh, photo that you're seeing is Albert Hammond Jr. And he's been really active, uh, as well as Julian Casablancas. They've been releasing their own solo stuff, which yeah. has been pretty good. So that I'm would be excited. cool. They're, they had The last studio album the strokes had was, was 2013. Machine. Yeah, 2013's Come Down Machine. So. It was actually a really good album because they had like some, I don't know, some questionable albums in between. Um, is this it and come down machine but they right. really I love the strip so well, we'll hopefully see. it's a great album awesome. we'll see fingers crossed yeah uh, alright so there you go uh, The Cure releasing a new album in 2019 aww uh, look the- at Robert Smith <laughs> <laughs> It looks yeah. like a Halloween costume. <laughs> I know. It does look kind of like, like yeah. his face is melting. Stitches. Stitches. Uh, so their 13th full-length album next year. Uh, he appeared on New York radio show Sirius XM to discuss their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame coming up, where he confirmed the news. It'll be their first record since 2008's 413 Dream. Mm. Are you interested in that, George? Are you a fan of them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, did you... Were you a fan of that one that came out in 2008, that 413 Dream? I haven't gotten to that one yet. You know, I'm either. I was me just neither. thinking I've never heard that album. Yeah, I'm a Cure fan, either. too, and I yeah, I haven't listened well, to it. Well, look at us. We're a bunch yeah. of idiots. Uh, so <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll It's we'll like Spider-Man it. isn't having us for dinner tonight. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Damn it. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, also being inducted, of course, Stevie Nicks, Radiohead, Janet Jackson, Def Leppard, Roxy Music, and the Zombies. Oh, Def Leppard. Uh, I know. Stevie uh, having the distinction of being the only woman being inducted as a member of a band and as a solo artist. Nice. That's right. Wow. Nicely done, yeah, Stevie because, Nicks. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac, obviously, and now she's being inducted uh, for herself as a solo artist, so... Pretty if you're cool. listening, Stevie Nicks, because I know you are. <laughs> she always does. We're proud of you. Uh, Alice in Chains, uh, they announced a companion film to their new album. Uh, it's a film project called Black Antenna that will act as a companion piece to their new album, Rainier Fog, produced and directed by filmmaker Adam Mason. It's a 90-minute sci-fi film, and it will be rolled out in 10 episodic segments beginning Ooh. at in early 2019, excuse me, with each episode set to a different song from the album. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty neat. I like that. And yeah. it's sci-fi, like, you know. Uh, uh, so drummer Sean Kinney said, quote, we've always toyed with the idea of creating videos for every song on one of our albums. Not only did we do that for Rainier Fog, it got totally out of hand and we made a whole goddamn movie. Everything that will be seen in the videos will be footage from Black Antenna to preface the comp- films release that sounds pretty cool that so, sounds interesting yeah and it was a pretty good album too that it's up for album of the year for rock album and i think 
they, they probably have the best chance uh, of winning that rock album of the year. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was the um, pretty cool. Uh, ninth time Seattle Act has been up for the music industry's highest honor for best rock album. So congrats to them. Uh, all right. So Slash checking it out. Look at this is crazy, man. The, the numbers have been crunched. And the Guns N' Roses reunion tour may be the second highest grossing tour of all time. Wow. Look at that number. Oh, my God. So their tour has generated an estimated $562 million since it began two and a half years ago. Polestar reports that the Trek raked in more than $82 million alone in 2018 over the course of 24 shows, which is crazy. It's like, do the math. That's insane how much they're getting per show. Uh, at least four other tours have topped $500 million in U.S. sales. So the number one is still U2's 360 Trek earning $735 million. Wow. That's going to be a hard one to beat. But here's the thing. Rolling Stone's Bigger Bang cycle topped $558 million, so Guns N' Roses just passed them with 562 Here's the deal. Ed Sheeran's Divide Road Trip has already grossed $555 million. Oh, wow. But here's the He's thing. He's, he has 45 more sta- head- headlining stadium dates. Oh, okay. So He's, he's going to take that. He may end up with the highest grossing tour of all time next year. Hey, have you have you guys seen the picture of Axl Rose where he looks like Mama from the Goonies? Yeah, he looks like Mama <laughs> from Telly. Yeah, so yeah, boys like tongue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mama from Telly. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, we just watched Throw Mama from the Train too. Oh, and, she's uh, in that yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, we just watched it like a week ago, and Danny it's DeVito. So, so funny. That's a fucking so funny, funny one. Man. Such a weird crisscross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so check it out. Uh, speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we've ha- had it all confirmed now that the uh, inductees, Def Leppard, Stevie Nicks, The Zombies, Janet Jackson, The Cure, Radiohead, and Roxy Music, uh, to be eligible for this year's ballot, each nominee's first single or album had to have been released in 1993 or earlier. So uh, there you go. Oh, oh, uh, so I'm going to plug something right here. Speaking of 1993 or earlier, um, remember um, a while ago we, we saw that the Beastie Boys were doing the Beastie Boys book. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, so I started it, and it's really fucking good. Are you doing the audio book re- or I'm the doing regular the audio book? book? Yeah, and it's it has all really those guest good. appearances, yeah. right? From yep. like guest readers, fucking yeah. uh, everybody, like it's, LL Cool J, yeah. uh, a everybody. lot of people in the industry in that area that grew up with them and that scene. Yeah. Man, I would love to hear it's that. It's a huge list, and it's and it starts off strong. You know, as a like a tribute to Adam Yoke, like it's got, um, it's uh, man, it's it's crazy. So how long is it? Uh, it's I think the book is about, I think it's about maybe twelve or thirteen hours. Right, Unabr- so it's unabridged. Do you the know. do the guests do what an hour? They or? each each one does it. There's ninety three chapters, and each guest does a chapter. Oh. There's a ton of, you know, like you said, That's there's a cool. ton of celebrity guest voices, authors. Um, I mean, you name it, musicians, artists, everybody, they come in and do this kind of dedication and, and they, and they do it from, you know, each chapter is written by another awesome. founding member and it's, wow. it, it's, it's really good so far. I can't like, I can't recommend it enough. When I saw it on, on, on audible, I was like, wait, this can't, there was like thousands of reviews and it had five out of five stars. And I was like, this can't yeah. be it. So I just, I just got it. I was like, this has got to be good. And, nice. and, it, and it has been. It's like exceeded my expectations. Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, Black Sabbath also going to be receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award coming up in 2019 for a Grammy. It's the Lifetime Achievement Grammy Award from uh, the Recording Academy, along a lot of the other recipients that have, have had it in the past or 
Diane Warwick, Diane Ro- Warwick, Dion. Dion, Dion, excuse me, Chris. Sam and Dave, <laughs> George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, nice. Billy Eckstein, Donnie Hathaway, and Julio Iglesias. The awards will be handed out on May 11th at a special presentation ceremony in L.A. So, did uh, we see George Clinton? I thought we saw George Clinton at a, a live show. You're thinking of Bill Clinton, and you went to a <laughs> rally <laughs> in California. He was just smoking <laughs> weed with like a, one of those fake dreadlock hats on. <laughs> Like Homer on that yeah. uh, when he was at Hullapalooza. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And he had his Rasta hat on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Look at the narc. Hey, look at the narc. Where's the narc? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that the one where he gets shoot in the belly with a cannon? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, he goes on tour with like uh, Sonic Youth and the Chili Peppers yeah. and shit. And Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, it's so <laughs> funny. Uh, good shit. Anyway, uh, Getty Lee wrote a book. Getty and it, Lee. And he, it's uh, <laughs> Getty Lee's Big Beautiful Book of Bass. And it's a 408-page hardcover. Uh, it's about, apparently, just all kinds of basses that he has. He did all kinds of, like, history about Fender, Geb- uh, Gibson, Epiphone. He even interviewed a bunch of guys like John Paul Jones, Robert Trujillo, Adam Clayton, Jeff Tweedy, Les Claypool, um, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. a book. It seems like it would be like a magazine article in Rolling Stone, not a book. No, but it's got, I guess, a feature on 250 of his bases. He has a oh. huge oh, collection, so he kind of features, I guess, you know, a nice color picture. It's of, a coffee table book. Yeah, it's he like should a, do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah, should yeah, do like yeah. a cover of Megan Trainer's "All About That Bass." There you go. <laughs> Put that there in there. <laughs> You know what I'm it sure is? Be all over that. Okay, that's quarter of the night. That's good. <laughs> I just realized, Dahlia, this is what it is. Uh, the reason why there's so much content is because a big portion of it is from when he liberated himself, when he liberated himself from the elf colony that he was a part of right. in Canada. And it's you know, although he grew, his voice stayed the same. <laughs> his elven, he left his elven home. Yeah, in the, uh, in the Shire. That's why he's so obsessed <laughs> with the bass because yeah. it's that you know. Unattainable. Dragon. The companion to his shrillness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those listeners that don't know, yeah, Charles and I are on the same page with Getty mm-hmm. Lee. Oh, yeah. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Ah! Yes. It's like, just let me listen to the drums. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look at this touching photo. Speaking of drums. Tommy Lee and his son uh, apparently reconciled after a bunch of bullshit that was going back and forth with them online. I don't know if you guys see any. Did you guys see any of that where they were like fighting yeah. with each other? Like how his mm-hmm. son basically tried to put Tommy Lee in rehab he like paid for this whole thing and Tommy Lee didn't want to do it and he didn't commit to it and apparently relapsed and started drinking again and so his son called him out on social media for it and now apparently they're uh, kind of getting together so the uh, caption just said I love you son and it was on Tommy's account his picture of them hugging so why would you blast your parent on social media it's um, unbelievable. Well, okay. Uh, Brandon claimed that he punched Tommy in the face while defending himself during a drunken fight. Right. But Tommy disputed that, saying he and his fiance were in bed when Brandon burst into the room and assaulted him. So he put it on social media. To, like, come I know. On. Yeah. Like, Airing out their dirty laundry. You Fam- know? Family yeah. stuff, you know. And then when your parent is a celebrity like that, there's probably a lot of resentment. What an asshole dad. I mean, growing yeah. up, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, an alcoholic father and they're getting in fights and he's and the way that that kind of played out. Yeah. You could yeah. imagine the kind of, um, 
you know, childhood maybe. Yeah. Some resentment mm-hmm. there. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, uh, Ozzy and Sharon now sharing all their online passwords. Aw. She said on the talk, uh, she said, quote, since my husband and I had troubles, we now have the same passwords. So he can look at my phone. There's nothing on Bill's on mine, and I can look at his, and it's just fine because I have no <laughs> desire to. Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> Thanks, after, Sharon. Says after she discovered that Ozzy had been having multiple affairs, oh, who was yeah. doing that with him? Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> we know? talk about this a hairstylist. Lot. We talk about this a lot. It was like, like the everybody. maid. It was the maid. Yeah. It was the hairstylist. Ah. Like uh, he was fucking everybody, else? but like his kids' school teachers. <laughs> like it was crazy. God, oh it was God. people all around him. Like people all around him. I it was that worked for nuts. him. Yeah, that it was like his babysitter, the yeah. hairstylist, the maid, the cook. It was like everything, you know. Yuck. Yeah, Swans and- man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's crazy because you know this is during a time period where he, it seemed like he could barely like lift up his arms, no less get an erection. Right. And it and obviously that was like the one working part of his body that you know he couldn't even formulate words, but ladies still energy. going for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch drummer exits the band. Apparently, it's uh, the only reason I brought this up. Kind of sad that. He had a second back surgery, and he's going to just not be able to physically do it anymore. Mm. And it says, he says, quote, you know, I've been playing drums since I was six years old. After years of the physicality leading to surgeries, I feel it's best to step down. So uh, he's going to be stepping down, and a new 33-year-old drummer, Charlie the Engine, Engine, that's his last name, is going to be filling in for him. So I don't know. That's got to be horrible. That sucks, though, right? Yeah. To be able to not do what you do or love to do for a living and something you've been doing since you were six years old and now your back surgery you know it's like you can't do it it's just you know reality right and, mm-hmm. and we're all getting older and gotta watch that stuff I guess so, yeah bummer there but uh, okay so a last rock story I think here before we get to the trivia Slash had some comments uh, about rock turning over a new leaf he was talking in an interview with Billboard Radio China and I wanted to see what you guys kind of thought about <laughs> what, what he said here in the state of rock and roll and your own opinions, and if you want. Uh, he said, quote, The commercial approach to rock and roll that the industry forces on bands or forces on people, that it's like how they have to go about it to succeed, just turns into this generic mishmash that jan- manages to get on the radio but doesn't really turn anybody on. And it's just dull and boring and people start looking elsewhere. And I think that was what really happened to the industry as far as rock and roll is concerned after 2006 up just until about recently he went on to say but it seems to be turning over a new leaf right now so i'm really interested to see where it goes over the next few years because there's a lot of really hungry rock and roll bands getting together now that i'm aware of and obviously ones like greta van fleet have done amazingly well made everybody perk up and go oh wow now there's people out there looking for young teenage rock bands to sign so it's interesting so end quote what do you guys think about that kind of I mean, a lot of people feel like, oh, rock is dead, and, you know, hip-hop's surpassing rock for the first time in history on the charts, and so people are saying that, you know, rock, uh, hip-hop has the new rock and roll attitude, that they're the kind of the rock stars, the Mm risk-takers, and that the rock and roll guys, it's all the same, it's all Same could be said for a lot of the country music artists these these days as well. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. have that rock and roll mentality. They are like rock bands. If you go and see like Dirks Bentley, uh, Kenny Chesney, uh, any of the major uh, names, it's like seeing a rock and roll band. Yeah. They dress like fucking Motley Crue up there. 
It, the, the guys have like fucking jeans and wallet chains and fucking spiky hair. Oh yeah. And there's pyro. Pyro. T- they got tattoos and they're running around. You know. Is uh, there pyro? Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. been to a country. Well, I'm, my my dad. Well, it was depends in a on what country. Show. I saw Willie Nelson. There wasn't any pyro, but <laughs> except in the well, tour bus. Yeah, yeah. there was some, some pyro. <laughs> Okay, so it's big old joint. It, I, like I actually, I, I, I think that, um, I think that he kind of hits the nail on the head. But to me, I don't, I don't think rock ever really did. I think it was an illusion that it, that it, that it, that it kind of died down for a little while, and now it's kind of resurfacing. Like I think it's always been strong, and I don't think it's ever gonna go away. I think it's always. Yep. I don't think anything's ever, even if it surpasses it for a second. I think it's always gonna come. You back mean hip hop uh, on the charts? Yeah, I think. And and hip hop is fantastic too. I mean, I love hip hop. It's just I, I don't I don't think I don't see rock really going anywhere. What do you think, George? Well, I think just this the scope in which it occupies um, the masses. Yep, like radio, commercial it's radio. It's just smaller. That's exactly just smaller what I was going to say. So, yeah, maybe rock is what like jazz music used to be. Uh, there is a small sort of people that that dig that. But generally, a lot of people don't dig that kind of music. Right. And if rock and roll, I don't think it's dead. I think it's just gotten smaller, which is fine with me. Uh, I'd rather go see the bands that I'm interested in in a club or a hall. Totally then have to go to a Levi's Stadium, stadium arena, or, right. or an arena, yeah. Yeah, because that's a good point. If you like Beyonce or you like any of these major, major stars, I mean, you're going to be paying out your ass. You're going to be fucking at the top thing of the Levi's Stadium, you know, and you're not going to be able to see Lady Gaga or any of those people and at the film beer at the Warfield yeah. an intimate venue <laughs> ever, you know? So that's a good point. I mean, it kind of disconnects, and it makes them more of just like this kind of crazy star like celebrity type of thing instead of an actual musician right oh i'm i know the point i was going to make now uh which is because rock is smaller and doesn't have to live in the mainstream necessarily to survive it can become as extreme as it wants to to any degree like like all that black metal that that comes out of europe you know on, on small labels and you know yeah Maybe there's a thriving fan base there, for it. There's a thriving fan base for the most delicate, echoey indie rock, you mm-hmm. know, played with a feather, you know, on a <laughs> on a harp. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. People love that too. And it it just allows things to become more extreme and more specialized and less homogenized. Yeah, so maybe it ultimately kind of will be, I think, a good thing. And like what he's saying, that some of these younger bands are really making a name for themselves and catching people's ears and attention. And mm-hmm. that's, that's good as a whole for rock and roll, I think. So. Indeed. Big time. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, 
because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah. On crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. Drink it and, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow. Milk. All right. So let's move on. On this day in music history trivia, December 21st in 1979, a little film music history trivia here for you guys. This musician makes his acting debut in the Sidney Pollock film The Electric Horseman, starring Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. Was it A, Dwight Yoakam, B, Tom Waits, or C, Willie Nelson? On this day in 1979, Sidney Pollock filmed The Electric Horseman. This musician made his acting debut. Dwight Yoakam, Tom Waits, or Willie Nelson? Hmm. I got you guys. All right. Oh, no, I know That's the a... answer to this. Oh, do you? Oh, you okay, do? well, you wait yeah. then. You wait. Yeah. You just wait over no, there. No, I didn't look it up. I just know it. All right, I'm going to guess Nicole. Willie Nelson. Okay. Carmen says Willie Nelson. I'm going to go with Dwight Yoakam. Uh, this oh, okay. is not George, but... Huh. Or is this George? <laughs> Dwight Yoakam <laughs> is going to be my answer. All right. Although I do want to go with Tom Waits, but he did a lot of the Down by Law and the Jim Jarmusch films, <laughs> so I'm just going to go with Dwight Yoakam because he did a lot of... But 79? I don't know. Stick it with my answer. A. <laughs> okay, Carmen says Willie Nelson. Uh, Dahlia says Dwight Yoakam. George? Uh, who is Tom Waits? <laughs> Tom Waits, okay. <laughs> Charles, so, what do you say? Uh, well, I got I to gotta tell a little story before I give you the answer. All right. This, this is why I know the answer, so... Um, while the filming of the Electric Horseman, um, uh, they they actually didn't plan for this music artist to be a part of this movie, but on a bender over a three day period, um, high out of his mind on a combination of cocaine and ball jack. Oh, it's not really, um, is it? This, is this, it Crosby? This mustached warrior, if you will, high as shit on cocaine, crawled down from a palm tree. And walked into the set of the Electric Horseman, uh, spouting uh, Bible verses of all things, and 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 ended up winding like it, you know found his way into this film, and it, it actually became a very prolific performance. Wow! And that is D, uh, coke fueled, mustached <laughs> David Crosby. <laughs> Could be. (laughs) That is the legend has it. That is true. That's it. Uh, All right. You know, rats live in palm trees. Don't ever climb up one of those. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. No way. Really? Rats live up there? Yeah. That is interesting. That's scary as shit. (laughs) Or like possums, like other animals. Oh, yeah. 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 There's like no branches to crawl out on to get away from them. They just scurry in there. Straight up and down. All right. Beady little eyes. What's your guess, though, uh, for those three? Uh, <laughs> oh, for me, I'm going to yeah. go with Tom Waits. Tom Waits? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is Willie Nelson. Whoa! Oh, Carmen! You know how I yeah. know? It's because I can just tell from Chris's voice which one is the right one. Oh, oh really? Oh, nice. <laughs> it's a brother, sister. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> I can tell because you mentioned Willie Nelson earlier. Uh, you had bullshit. him on the brain. Bullshit. And then that, just the little, like, a certain thing in the voice. Mm-hmm. It's just because never went at a poker game. Because I've known him my whole life. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. yep. (laughs) Willie Nelson made his acting debut. Also sang five songs for the soundtrack, including the number one country hit, My Heroes Have Always Been Cowboys. That was from that movie. Nice. Uh, Robert Redford plays Sonny Steele, washed up rodeo star. Um, And then one of uh, Willie Nelson plays a weathered cowboy named Wendell, who bucks up Sonny with doses of country wisdom. One of his most famous lines in the film was, quote, 
I don't know about you, but I'm going to get me a bottle of tequila, find me one of them Kino girls that can suck the chrome off a trailer hitch, and just kick back. Wow. Can't say that nowadays. Nicely done, Willie. Oh, crap. Yeah, I have the same birthday as Willie Nelson. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. 420. April April 29th. Oh. Close, Close, Charles. Uh, Good stuff. So there you go. Legend has it. Uh, Sports Minute. I thought this was kind of cool. This guy uh, proposed to his girlfriend. Uh, He was a Chicago Bears um, player and proposed to his girlfriend on the field. And here's a video of it. Check it out. Did she say yes? Oh, no. We'll (laughs) see. So bad. We'll see. Could you imagine that? Hell no. She's like, we need to talk. Just Mm. in private. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really a man. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Oh, my God. I hate this stuff. He's talking about technology, people. It's like every... We need an IT department here. <laughs> it's just take, It's like they make you click all this shit, you know? Like, do you want to sign in to view this content? And it's like, no, I don't want to fucking sign in. I just want to watch it. Come on. Come on. Goddamn content now. <laughs> Remember when you had to wait on AOL for like oh, no. oh yeah. my wow. god. For the videos to for load just it would several, take like I mean, minutes long, long one one MP three or whatever. Do it at night while you're sleeping. Holy yeah. Wake up in the morning. How many do we have? Awesome. Yeah. Twelve songs are uploaded. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, Kaza yeah. on Kaza. Yeah. Kaza. <laughs> and then it was LimeWire, right? Oh, and oh, LimeWire. Yeah. Was LimeWire before Kaza? It was after. After, huh? Yeah. You accept? Oh, it was like a. Con- it was like a contract. He's like, you know, this is a binding agreement. Do you accept? <laughs> She's like, uh, just uh, get it on there. Yeah, my lawyers are waiting backstage for you. Yeah. For the prenup. <laughs> His teammate's more happy than he is. She's like, yeah. She's like, I've been meaning to tell you I'm a Falcons fan. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. Uh, bears. We need to talk. Uh, good stuff. Her nails are fabulous. If I ever did like my nails, I would want like the little claw, you know, little pointy tip nail. Oh yeah, <laughs> claw nails. Yeah. I want those. Dragon no. lady nails. No. Mm-hmm. No, I do not approve of that. And then you want red contacts and. I know, right? Yeah. I never <laughs> have nails. If I have nails, I can't play guitar. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Or type consistently. Weezer gonna be part of the oh. NHL Winter Classic. Oh. They're apparently gonna take mm-hmm. the stage at Notre Dame Stadium do the, during the first intermission. Of the league's showcase New Year's Day event, so you can watch that. It's going to be on NBC, Sportsnet, and TVA Sports, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, They're going to do their zombie song. Fuck! I hope they do. Say it ain't so. Oh, oh, (laughs) gosh. This is kind of a big deal for baseball. Just real quick, last sports thing: Uh, Cuban players can now sign with Major League Baseball. A deal has been reached to allow baseball players from Cuba to sign with Major League Baseball, meaning they'll no longer have to defect to get into the majors. Oh, that's cool. So it'll let Cubans sign under rules similar to those for players under contract to clubs in Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan. So I don't see why they haven't done that. I mean, is it really like, you know, still... Because our poor political relations with Cuba up until, until, you know, four years ago. Yeah, Mm -hmm. finally things are starting to get moving there. and So that's cool. So good for them. 
uh, Cuban players can go just straight to the major league, and they're really good players too. So that's that's cool. Uh, sad news for movie, TV, and entertainment news this week. We had a couple. Um, I think we have a couple uh, issues here. One dude passed away. Colin Kroll, the co-founder of HQ Trivia and Aww, Vine. HQ. Yeah, he was found dead. Um, He's only 34 years old. Uh, dead at his wow. Manhattan apartment. Uh, several kinds of drugs were found in his apartment, drug paraphernalia, so it doesn't look good. Uh, his girlfriend uh, asked for a welfare check, couldn't reach him. He co-founded Vine in 2012, um, and then they went on to create HQ Trivia in August 2017. Uh, it, the game was a huge success, but Recode reports that it, it had a shrinking audience in recent months, and maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, it would have led to some depression, I don't know. And speaking of depression, <clears throat> Pete Davidson appears on SNL after sending out a cry for help on Instagram. Uh, like, the, I guess it was the day before. No, it was that same night. Yeah. Oh, it was the same night. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote on Instagram, quote, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I've ever tried to do was help people just remember I told you so, end quote. That's pretty cryptic. Yeah. I think that would freak a lot of people out, including... Um, one of his best friends, that Machine Gun Kelly guy, apparently went on to a, got on a plane and went right out to him. Uh, he appeared on two skits on SNL that night. One was pre-recorded, and then the other one where he introduced Miley Cyrus and Mark Ronson. So wow, that's not something that you want to say to win a girl back. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's what he was trying to do. I, he didn't even see Ariana. She no, came to he, go visit him, and he was like, he refused no, I don't want to see her. you. Yeah, she tried to visit him at Saturday Night Live, and he told the security not to let her in. I on, yeah. Honestly, I thought the entire relationship was a publicity stunt. Mm. I, I think they just yeah? had, like, a mm -hmm. crazy... She's 26. Like, I don't know if you remember when you were that age, and you thought, like, you had, like... Or maybe a little bit earlier. I think everybody, it kind of happens around those years where yeah. you... Um, you're like, oh my god, everything makes so much sense, and it's so simple, and I just have to do this, and and I figured out life, and I found my soulmate, and everything's amazing, and like, I don't know, I think they just kind of um, were Jumped real happy to have found each other, and then yeah. they realized, oh shit, like, you know, I, I don't, like, you know, <laughs> we're not, I can't not live with work. this person yeah. forever or whatever. Well, yeah, she, the song that she wrote after, which the song must have been in the making before they split up, was "Thank You Next." And I guess the video that she made for that song is like does is a it's a satirical play on their relationship. Well, and yeah. she's made songs about exes after it's like Taylor Swift did the same thing. Yeah. Every time she broke it was almost like they intentionally try to seek that relationship heartache, relationship heartache, relationship heartache to kind of spark that that inspiration and, and make I mean, a good album. I mean, come on, a week <laughs> after they split up she had like a song called Thank You Next and the video had already been filmed and stuff. And it's got right. a comical portrayal of, of I mean, to me, it, it all just kind of seemed like yeah, it was, well, it was part of that design. I don't know when they actually broke up. There was a lot of speculation that they broke up like a month earlier than they did. Then it was known. And, oh, yeah. You right. know, I mean, there could have been some. I think the media and their publicity, you know, they, they're portrayed a certain way on purpose to sell albums. And maybe yeah. that's not really what happened in their life. But that's right. how their publicity wants to publicist wants to spin it you know yep. like mm -hmm. yep. to go along with everything so you see it as like this little yep kind of story oh penny marshall mm. oh, batteries finally ran out <laughs> <laughs> penny marshall passing away at the age of 75 of course tv's laverne and shirley uh big a league of their own she started directing movies uh around that time 
apparently she passed away at her home. Death was due to complication from diabetes. No, oh. unfortunately. So, mm. um, yeah, she was awesome. She yeah. was the first uh, female director of a movie that made over some certain amount. With oh, yeah. she directed Big and A League of Their Own. Yeah, and, oh, uh, a couple other ones. Really fucking the preacher's wife. Awesome for that time of uh, oh. in in history there weren't a lot of women directors you know she was right. a badass she beat lung cancer in 2009 that's pretty mm-hmm. dope yeah yeah uh so that's a bummer but look at this uh to brighten things up look at this <laughs> oh my god look at this oh, guys wow is that will smith that oh, is will good. smith yes ah. it is as the the genie in the new live action oh, aladdin wow. and wow. he's a hip-hop genie like broadway yes. Live action? <laughs> no, like a movie live action. Oh, oh my god. He's a supposedly hip hop inspired genie. I always thought Aladdin was the hottest uh, you know, prince of, of the Disney. Oh really? <laughs> Disney I think he, he was patterned after Tom Cruise. Yeah. Was he? Well and the voice was DJ's boyfriend from Full House. Right. So ah, right. ah, that's right. I know a lot I know a lot of people <laughs> thought Jasmine was the hottest, but in right. real life if you were to take her features and put it on a person, it would just be like Scary as all scary. shit. Yeah, those giant <laughs> eyes. And, yeah. So it's uh, Walt Disney Pictures, uh, apparently with Will Smith as the genie. Princess Jasmine is Naomi Scott. Uh, who's Aladdin? Mina Musad? Masood? I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. I'm sorry. but uh, And then director Guy Ritchie. Really? Guy Ritchie. He's a good director. What the fuck is he doing with this? Oh, man. There's going to be some bru- <laughs> There's gonna be some brutality in that movie. Oh, my God. Like one person's gonna get beat to death with a baseball bat <laughs> by the genie with that stick, that pole vaulting stick he uses. Uh, to jump Jason, Jason Statham has got to be in there somewhere. He's, he's he'll be Jafar. He'll be Jafar at the end. Jafar. Jafar. He'll be like he'll be like a transporter. I wonder if they'll get Gilbert Godfrey to be the Iago again. Oh wow! And then Brad Pitt's gonna be like, you like dags? You like dags? Gotta get a man for the math dags. Better make a play. <laughs> I fucking hate pikeys. <laughs> I don't think we can say that. Cut that. Yeah. yeah okay. Nope, we can't. It's from the Guy Ritchie film. I don't. Th- is it? Is it a derogatory term? Just yeah, imagine, like, a derogatory uh, term for a gypsy. Gilbert. Oh, Gr- is that what it is? <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey being Pikey. bitter that he's not in it. He'll like start like a. He'll do like a commentary on the movie <laughs> and release it. <laughs> Tell the real behind the scenes. What is this? Okay, so Alfonso Ribeiro is suing the oh, yeah. uh, creators of Fortnite for ripping off his dance. There's a couple of other people that are doing the same. So here's the Fortnite dance. Yeah. Down to the little movie does in between, too. <laughs> 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 See, even the music sounds yeah. the same, yeah. right? Jimmy Fallon said uh, he's got to sue like every dad at a wedding as well. Right? <laughs> I know, right? No, well, there's a couple of other every people dad that at are a wedding Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> uh, every dad at a wedding didn't make a billion no, dollar no, fucking game. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I love the old Fresh Prince. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, what do you guys so think? Does he have a case? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna lose too much. Did he patent that dance? Probably not. Like, come on. Well, he did. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah, he was the one that 
that did it first. That was his. How do you dance. patent a dance? Like, how does that work? You do it legal? first on think, on uh, film. Self addressed, <laughs> yeah. stamped envelope, and I mean, he did it on a TV show. You know, <laughs> I don't think Fortnite's like gonna lose too much from that know. either. They're they're making probably, so much money. Yeah, no, like yeah. we'll settle. Yeah, here, here's your pittance. Your pittance. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> your pittance for your patent. Well, there's yeah. a similar uh, controversy right now around Disney wanting to uh, patent the expression Hakuna Matata. Oh, oh which detractors are saying it's two words in a foreign language that means something in that language. You don't own those two words, right? Yeah, right. But whenever people say it, that's they think right. of that movie, right? Charles yeah. redid it. McGinn it, McGinn it. Yeah, that's right. McGinn it, McGinn it, McGinn it, McGinn it. I don't know the story. McGinn it to the oh. show. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good. We'll tell you right now. Story. We saw a drunk ass dude getting in an elevator on her way home from aftershock. <laughs> yeah, and we go, yeah, man, wasn't that a great show or something like that? And the guy goes, yeah, man, McGinn it, McGinn it. And yeah, he, no like, shoes on. He was filthy. What yeah, he, what he was trying to say was like again and again. Like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go again and again. Yeah, but the way it he sounded was so to us slurry. was McGinn and McGinn and yeah, yeah, man. And we're all and the the door on the elevator closed, and we were all just like, "What the fuck?" It was, no, it was McGinn. silent. Yeah. And then Charles goes, "McGinn it, McGinn it," and it was yeah. over. And we didn't leave. We weren't leaving. We were going up to the pool. Yeah, <laughs> on the next floor. And then he would say it like in the middle of the night. We were all just like laying down, ready to go to bed. And we were all like sharing the same hotel room, and Charles would be like, "Well, guys, all right, McGinn it, McGinn it." We all just start fucking laughing again. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. It, it nice. became a go-to for whenever like we were about to have a good time or something, or whenever like life, you know, when life gets in your way and you got to shrug off those troubles, you know, <laughs> McGinn it, McGinn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, we should we should completely redo the Lion King with nothing but drunken hipsters. <laughs> And it'll be McGinn and McGinn it. McGinn and McGinn it. Yeah, exactly. Drunk guy dressed up with like beads on, holding up a baby lion. Like, dude. He's all. I think we're onto something here. Oh, yes. We got it. Come on, Guy Ritchie, don't steal that from us. (laughs) Right. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. 
It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar. Uh, I thought this was interesting. News from around the world. At midnight on New Year's Eve this year, all works first published in the United States in 1923 will enter public domain. (laughs) Oh, cool. It's It's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's been 21 years since the last mass mass expiration of copyright in the U.S. That deluge of works includes uh, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening, which first appeared in the New Republic in 1923, but hundreds of thousands of books, musical compositions, paintings, poems, photographs, and films... After January 1st, any record label can issue a dubstep version of the 1923 hit, Yes, We Have No Bananas. Oh, nice. (laughs) Any middle school can produce Theodore Pratt's stage adaptation of the picture of Dorian Gray. Any historian can publish Winston Churchill's The World Crisis with their own extensive annotations. Right, and you, as a person, can go onto Amazon and write your own, type up your own version of one of these. I mean, you can just literally type it word for word. And sell it as a as a copy of the book. You can do that as a as an author on Amazon. Cool. Like wow. Anything that's in the um, public domain, public domain, you can type up and sell it as an ebook. Um, All right. And people, you know, if you do it for a dollar ninety nine, oftentimes you can. But then some, you get some of those, and some idiots have typed it and they've messed up or whatever. But if you have oh, a good right. one and you and you do a good job typing it, you can make some money like that. Oh, nicely done! So start <laughs> getting them ready now, and then wait for Carmen, New Year's you're Eve. You're an awesome writer. <laughs> I sold some books on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Copy I remember. and paste. You can't find them anywhere though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what? What else? Oh wow, the Cecil Build, uh, Cecil B. DeMille's original Ten Commandments. Yeah. You can we can remake it, guys. Put it on right. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty cool. Uh, all right, look at this. Bakers celebrate Christmas with the world's largest panettone. Ugh, panettone is so gross. It's yeah. a fruitcake, right? Yeah, it's disgusting. Ugh. And it's got like nuts, and it's just dry and tall. Look at how big it is. They yeah, sell them at huge. Uh, Trader it's like the Joe's size of a man. Year. Sounds like a British man. Nasty. It's 732 pounds. It was dubbed the world's largest by the Guinness Book of World Records. 55 pounds of dark chocolate, all kinds of shit in it. Uh, Ruby and white. What is ruby chocolate? That's not a thing. I don't know. It says ruby chocolate, white chocolate, 55 pounds of sugar. Wow. Gross. Uh, So that is gross. 270 pounds of pudding. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that from? Barry and Levon. Barry and Levon from the state. The state. Right, the state. We were talking about the state the other other day, weren't we? Weren't we saying oh, some shit from it? Yeah. Oh, this ain't no recliner. No. And I'm dead. Ain't no couch. <laughs> it's a love seat. <laughs> You're dead. And I'm Doug. Yeah. And I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> Your dad's actually pretty cool, Doug. Yeah, Maybe we should just hang out with him, man. No, you're dad, and I'm Doug, and I'm out of here. <laughs> Secret files? I want to file them. Uh, uh, dip your balls in it. <laughs> oh, man, I miss the state. You, you guys don't know the state. I you miss guys, the state. Dude. You guys don't know it. That was a good one. I don't know the state. I've saw. I've seen a few episodes, but it wasn't it a spinoff of Reno Nine. The same characters from it Reno Nine One One. It was the original. Were in the was, state. These were the actors the from it. Yeah, this was yeah. their comedy show before all that. But yeah, yeah and they they do like Wet Hot American Summer, and like yeah. they've got all kinds oh, of stuff that. that all yeah. from the state. Yep. Walla Walla Who. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, other news from around the world. Nevada, be well, right here next to us in California, Nevada becoming the first state with a majority female legislator. Nicely done, Nevada. The first time in U.S. history. Uh, Las Vegas appointed two women to fill the two vacancies in the state assembly with the addition of the two. Democrats Rochelle Thuy Nguyen and Beatrice Angela Duran. Women will have 51% of the 63 seats in the Nevada legislature. But wait a second. Nevada also elected a dead <laughs> pimp. That is true. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, there's that too. They don't uh, get all stars. Really? Yeah. yeah. So yin and yang. They, so they elected yang. this dead guy. Well, okay, he wasn't He was a dead. brothel owner. He was a brothel owner mm-hmm. and a self-proclaimed pimp. Like he called himself a pimp. And uh, he died ranch, right? right before mm-hmm. he died right before the election. And they so still people voted still for voted for him because then they could put a different Republican in there. But Right. That was the so idea. He's a horrible human being. Horrible. He, and so are all the people that voted You can for. see him on HBO. <laughs> you can see him on the HBO show and he's... He's horrible, horrible like, person. Wow, disgusting. Uh, that is shocking. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was got a, kind of a good thing, though, for a rare, like, a bipartisan coming together thing over this criminal justice reform bill that finally gets passed. It was an overwhelming eighty-seven to twelve vote. Uh, pretty cool. I mean, it's it's finally time to kind of, I think, focus on this stuff. Basically, it was driven by concerns that the decades-old war on drugs had caused too many Americans to be jailed for nonviolent crimes. So it was basically a restructuring all of that, that three-strikes bullshit, and where it was sending these people to jail for fucking 25 to life uh, for nothing, you know? Well, yeah, selling like fucking 90% weed. 90% of them were, you know, black or uh, Latino, Hispanic, exactly. whatever. Right. Uh, un- totally unfairly. What yeah. what are the, what do they call it's not granted asylum what is it because uh, I was I know I watched the Kardashians so Kanye <laughs> and and Kim they were part West, of it they were part they of were it actually part of it they were the, there was a woman who was in prison right. for twenty one years uh, her boyfriend I want to say uh, was dealing drugs she, she got drug caught mule. up she was a drug mule mm-hmm. so she was doing life sentencing and they yeah. were able to get her out. But they had to meet with uh, Melania, Donald Trump, and Jared Trump in order to sign, get all the paperwork signed to get her out after 21 years. Yeah, well, Kim Kardashian did. Uh, Kanye was out somewhere shoving Twinkies up his ass and <laughs> right, shit, like, right, screaming at invisible demons. No, it was actually a good thing. I was actually really surprised that Trump was receptive to that, and good, good on him for you know not passing up that easy layup of an opportunity to, to do the right thing. So good for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so check this out, guys. We can finally have nunchucks yes. in New York. Yes. As the decades-old ban on nunchucks has finally been ruled unconstitutional. Cool. Uh, so apparently it was a 1974 <laughs> New York State ban because the ruling went over the history of the ban, noting, quote, it arose out of concern that as a result of the rising popularity of kung fu movies and shows, Various circles of state's youth, including muggers and street gangs, mm-hmm. were widely Warriors. using nunchucks to cause many serious injuries. So there you go. <laughs> so Massachusetts funny. is the only state that still has banned nunchucks. So that go. sounds like one of those laws that you see the crazy laws from like the 1800s where like you can't tie your yeah, pocket out to a 
ice cream salon. <laughs> mm. Do you ever yeah. play Balderdash? Balderdash. No, but I no. love that. I it's love like that a word. A great game, and one of the categories is like weird laws, and you have they tell you most of it, and then you have to like fill in the blank. And oh, that's great. everybody puts in some outlandish thing, and then the you've got to guess which one is the right answer. Oh, and there's shit like yeah, you can't walk your mule down the street on a Tuesday. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good shit. Uh, all right, check it out, guys. The wealthiest, the wealthiest celebrity list is out, and it looks like Jay Z and Kylie Jenner are tied for fifth and sixth, uh, with so nine hundred million each. That's so weird because Kylie Jenner does does nothing, and she's and Jay Z nine hundred million. Yeah, nine hundred million. Her cosmetics line, it says, has made more than six hundred thirty million lip kits. dollars. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. Well, all it is is pig's blood and ink. <laughs> well, her. and all she did was, I mean, she's Botox in her lips and sells these things. Like, yeah. It'll make you look like that. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So at the top spot, <laughs> it's George Lucas, $5.4 billion. He's followed by Steven Spielberg, $3.7 billion. Oprah Winfrey Oprah in third. Winfrey. Mm-hmm. $2.8 billion. And Michael Jordan still at $1.7 billion. All right. Crazy? Underwear. Mm-hmm. Underwear and shoes. Way Who to knew? go. Yeah, exactly. He sells his underwear? Golf apparel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sells everything. People buy that? Look at this. Look at what people are buying, yeah. George. What? You no. ask if people want to buy Michael Jordan underwear, and this right here has sold out. KFC's fire log that smells like fried chicken. That guys. is so wow. gross. How do they get it to smell like that? I don't know. Uh, you can buy them for eighteen ninety nine. They are sold out already at KFCfirelogs.com. Wow. I swear to God. And gross. <laughs> your whole know. like your imagine like the day after you'd be like, oh, what does it smell like in here? <laughs> oh man, like, oh, yeah, that's our KFC chicken fire log. The windows yeah. closed. Like what smells the like fuck? fried chicken in oh. here. My <laughs> dreams have come true. <laughs> <laughs> Just what I always wanted a house that smells like fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. But no actual chicken. Have you yeah. heard? Have you guys heard of this? I've never heard of this term. Uh, maybe Carmen has or Dahlia. Raindrop baby names. I've never heard of the term raindrop what? names, but those names are popular. Emma. So mm-hmm. apparently they're uh, they're succinct, multi-syllable, and simultaneously employ consonant sounds that roll off the tongue. Mm. So examples of raindrop baby names include Noah, Emma, Liam. These type of names have no sharp sharp stops or hisses mm. and should lean heavily on consonants like M L R M L N R and Y. Yeah, voiced consonants rather than k and ch. Ah, They're all where you can have your voice going. Those are different types of sounds. Well, there you go. popular. Everybody's named Olivia and... That's another popular one for boys. It's all like these Hunter, Hunter, and oh yeah, uh, Hayden and uh, H names. Everybody's named Henry too, which we didn't. We picked our <laughs> son's name is Henry, and because my dad's name is Henry, but apparently it's like the most popular name of the past few years. It's like on the oh wow. Chris's you know, name in 1983, Christopher and Michael were the top two most popular names really? in 1983. Oh, hey. You know, in last <laughs> in 2017, there were five American children named Cheese. <laughs> cheese. I think I think the most uh, the famous <laughs> or the the number one baby name of next year is going to be KFC Firelog. Yeah, there you go. Firelog. <laughs> exactly. KFC uh. Fried Chicken Firelog. Uh, okay, so check this out. Would you go smartphone free for an entire year for $100,000? Fuck yeah. 
Well, you can sign up for Vitamin Waters contest. Mm-hmm. It's a scroll-free <laughs> for a year contest. You'll win $100,000. You give up your smartphone, and you have to take a lie detector test at the end of the year to verify that you have not used or even touched smartphones for 365 days. You'll also be provided with a 1996-era cell phone to use for the year. So, I mean, that's that's easy. I was just yeah, talking about so how I wanted to get one of those old flip phones that just has the buttons and no texting and jitterbug. no screen. Get yeah. the AARP the jitterbug. jitterbug. The jitterbug. <laughs> like an old Nokia with Boom, snake. Jitterbug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyone interested in participating should make an Instagram or Twitter post using the hashtags no phone for a year and contest before January 8th. I'm so good. they'll choose somebody, and yeah. you'll get a shot at hundred thousand dollars. How do you sign? I don't that? understand how that relates those to hashtags. vitamin water, though. Like what? Uh, yeah, who knows? It's a publicity strike. Yeah. It's a publicity thing. I don't know how to use hashtags. I don't understand the hashtag. It's still a well, pound you can sign search. to me. You can search by hashtag. So if you searched for like hashtag, no phones for a year, you would see everybody who wanted to do. Uh, yeah, that you would see all the posts anyone. that that any anytime anyone's used that hashtag, it sorts the post. It's a way of categorizing your posts. Like you could categorize it like you know something like movies, you know, like or movie review, and you know you could always search for that term you know companies use it so that they can say tag us like hashtag this in your post and then they search, search for that it. and they can see everybody who's talking about that thing it's a yeah. way of seeing what's like trending that's how it started on but how is that signing Twitter. like signing up like how is that well because then the company can go and see your post where you've uh uh hashtag them and they can go to your post and get your information and say oh. you're you're our random winner. You just need a pound sign and one word with no spaces or multiple words with no spaces and it'll automatically turn into a hyperlink and like a uh, hashtag KFC firelock. You can make up your own. You <laughs> don't have to but yeah, if anyone's ever used it, you can search that hashtag and they're all there. I ha- I hate them. I hate I hate you know there are people on social media and I'll I'll see like their posts so and many it's hashtags. really cool, and there's like five billion hashtags, the like bottom. paragraphs. Yeah, of and they're really stupid ones you too. Know, yeah. We should play hashtag. It's where you smoke hash and then you go play tag. Play tag. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's more yeah. fun. <laughs> that sounds good. There's a really funny skit with a Justin Timberlake and a Jimmy Fallon. It's a hashtag. It's a really funny skit. Look it up on <laughs> YouTube. Funny. They talk in hashtags. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's <laughs> it for us this week, guys. Enjoy your holidays, and we'll be back next week uh, with the Garage Rock Show podcast. See ya. Collusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.